like a nonstop robot. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Wendy. Yay! And we are here today, uh, <laughs> first of all, to apologize for missing last week's Whoops. episode. It was it was just, we were both so busy and our, our calendars didn't collide. So I'm sorry we missed you last Thursday, but here we are again. We are back and we have uh, movies to discuss, things that brought us joy, uh, mm. things that we hope that will bring you joy and so on and so forth. You know, our usual thing. <laughs> yeah. So Wendy, uh-huh. I have several things because it's been two weeks now. I've had a buildup. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad we met so we could relieve the pressure. Oh my God. There's so, there's so many things I want to talk with you about, Wendy. But <laughs> first of all, what have you found? I do need to let you know, I did finally see Dungeons and Dragons Honor Isn't Among it great? Thieves. It is so much fun. <laughs> um, but I'm going to actually do... Uh, I'm going to do a callback because we just rewatched Arrival and <gasps> my God, that movie is so good. Yeah, it I, is. Every time I watch it, I find something new. Um, mm -hmm. In this rewatch, I was particularly taken with Forrest Whitaker's performance mm -hmm. because... I don't love military types. I don't. I mm -hmm. I hate the idea that should aliens come to Earth, of course it's going to be the military that's in charge of it at the same time that, like, I like. of course they would. That would be realistic. Mm -hmm. I appreciated his performance a little more this time because he is no-nonsense, but... Mm -hmm. Watching it enough times now, he is not the typical military hard ass. He right. is like, he's like, these are my orders and I don't have any leeway. And also, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just, I was, I, it's, it's such a nuanced performance and I think one of Forrest Whitaker's better ones in recent years. He's oh, yeah. he's turned into an actor who's always got to have a gimmick. Mm -hmm. um, and this is just a finely tuned human. Like mm -hmm. there's by and everybody in the movie is pulling their performances so far back 
that it is, and it's such an intellectual, intelligent movie. I also just love that this is Jeremy Renner getting to be a nerd, mm-hmm. and he he has been Hawkeye now for so long. And then before that, you know, the of course the Hurt Locker, like this um, this treatise on masculinity on t- on um, and the trauma of masculinity, and he's just. He smiles with dimples and you can, mm-hmm. and he's, he is this low key romantic lead. And yeah. I, I love that. Like, it's so easy to forget that he is a romantic lead in that movie. And, and of course, because, you know, I'm a linguistics nerd. I just, I love everything about what the movie is saying about language so much. Um, yeah, it would just, because Theodora, the reason we rewatched it, Theodora had already seen it because she's a great big nerd because we were raised Mm -hmm. a big nerd. Um, They were, because of mandatory testing, right? So in her, in one of her classes, I think her history class, maybe, um, they, to fill time, they were like, we're going to watch, we're going to watch Arrival. And mm-hmm. everybody else was like, why can't we watch uh, Spirited Away? And it's like, well, we voted. And the majority voted for you for Arrival. So I don't know why you're complaining now. And Theodore is in the class being like, shut up. You're going to love Arrival. <laughs> I can't believe none of you have seen it. And then sure enough, like 40 minutes into the movie, they're all looking at Theodore and being like, this is so good. Yeah, it is. So, so she came home. She's like, but I'm not going to get to see the second half because I've got testing in the next class period and I'm like well your dad and I are always down to watch it again let's do it <laughs> arrival so that's yeah uh, that's uh, that's what I watched this week it is so good so Melissa you apparently need to unload and I am here for you oh yes yes my dear Wendy I have such joys to share with you first of all <laughs> uh Fess actually found a movie that I hadn't seen, and we both took great delight in watching. Oh. It is a movie called Boss Level. Have you okay. seen Boss Level? No, I haven't even heard of this. No, it's like uh, 2020, so it uh, came out within the last couple of years. Joe Carnahan oh. directed and wrote, and it's basically uh, uh, Live, Die, Repeat a.k.a. Edge of Tomorrow, a.k.a. Groundhog Day with Tom Cruise, uh, except with Frank Grillo <laughs> living no. his day over and over and over again. I have seen this. Cargill showed it to me. It's so good. Isn't it so fun? Okay, so dear listeners, um, there, uh, Frank Grillo is uh, this character who is this former uh, military hotshot now living in his apartment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But the movie starts at his apartment is under attack by like assassins and helicopters and all this. And he's literally just walking between the bullets. And it turns out this guy has been reliving this day over and over and over again. And it's almost like he's not a video game character, but you don't really know what's going on until much later in the movie. But literally, as soon as he as he dies, he restarts again and it's the same exact day. So he's learning through the course of interacting with this same day over and over and over what to do. And it is so good. It is uh, 
it's actually it's also really similar to Free Guy, the the uh, yeah Ryan Richards one. But like I said, it's not a video game, although it's kind of prefaced like one. It's like yeah, the visual styles. Attempt one hundred and twenty-seven. Yeah, start again in bed. So uh, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's uh quite violent, but it's a uh, it's a good balance of action and character development and it's fun and it doesn't roll into the tropes like you think it might it's a solid little movie and it's you know joe carnahan Uh, joe carnahan knows good uh action movies yes so frank grillo uh just to touch base is the uh, crossbones i think or he's one of he's one of the bad guys in the captain america movie specifically in the winter soldier um, yeah. he's a, he is such a good action hero because he was also in that one um, car movie that was at Fantastic Fest I'm blanking on. I really liked. Uh, Wheelman. Yes. He was really liked that. And mm-hmm. Boss Level has a hell of a cast because it's also got like Naomi Watts and Mich- Michelle Yeoh. And Mel Gibson. Yeah, and... I don't want to talk about that. I, which is fine. But I mean, he's aptly cast. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's it's a solid cast it's a lot of fun uh big bright action thriller with it's a, a cool goofy concept. good time yeah it's a, yeah, it it's really a fun is. ride it would mm-hmm. pair well with guns akimbo it would it really would yes yes i concur would pair well with <laughs> <laughs> And also whiskey. So oh, anyway, yes. the, the next thing I want whiskey. to talk about yes, are three movies. It's a trilogy. Oh. Dear listeners, the decline of Western civilization documentaries, all three of them, are currently f- uh, streaming for free on Crackle. I don't even, I don't even know about Crackle. Is this... It, it's one of the... We'll show you movies and occasionally an ad. One. Oh, so okay. it's like a free download. You don't have to subscribe to anything. Um, but the decline of Western civilization movies. Um, are you familiar with Penelope Spheris, Wendy? No. Penelope Spheris is a filmmaker who was kind of embedded in the L.A. music scene in the 1980s and 90s and continues to be. She's she's now like the great grandmama of the uh, of the early punk movement, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she directed Wayne's World. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. as well as a Suburbia and a couple other narrative films that she did, you know, in the nineties. I think she did Black Sheep with Chris Farley. But anyway, her her real crowning achievements, I think, are the decline of Western civilization movies. So the first one she made filming in nineteen eighty in the LA punk scene, the early punk scene. And so she's getting, she's filming in clubs and she's getting footage of all of these, uh, these punk acts like pre Henry Rollins, black flag, suicidal tendency, the germs, um, all this stuff. And so it flips in between uh, concert footage and interviewing these people in the punk scene and, uh, talking, 
you know, how these bands are living, like they're, they're living in squats and, you know, one guy's paying $16 a month for a cabinet to live in, you know, that sort of thing. And, and it's, it is this fascinating document just capturing this moment of time in LA and uh, there's literally people that you look at. There's, there's literally um, moment moments where you're looking at people and it's like, Oh, that guy's going to drop dead in 15 minutes. (laughs) Like these are people who are not living for tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I know the punk movement never really seemed about like it was about longevity. (laughs) I'm here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) Right. And so eight years later, she did another documentary um, about the LA metal scene specifically hair metal which is very different from the punk scene and so she's talking to poison and um you know these these smaller la metal bands that were around at the time um god i'm uh, lizzie borden they're talking to uh and then also she calls in some of the uh uh, the the elders of the movement of the of the metal scene. So there's also Alice Cooper and Ozzy Osbourne and uh, Lemmy wow. from Motorhead and and so there's this push and pull between the flashpoint of the hair metal scene in L.A., which quickly died after that, for for righteous reasons, I feel, because everybody <laughs> was like, I'm gonna be a star. What what are you gonna do if you don't make it? Uh, I'm going to be a star. Why do you want, why do you want to do that? I want money and, and girls. Okay. (laughs) And so all the older guys are like, oh yeah, you can't live like that all the time. And here's literally, she's, she's interviewing Ozzy Osbourne in his kitchen as he's making eggs and he's in a bathrobe. And, and when the voice of reason is coming out of Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, there's, there's something going on. So anyway, that one's a lot of fun to watch. Um, especially since, you know, you see these guys all dolled up and, uh, and wow, there was so much Aquanet in that film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and the third movie, Wendy, is uh decline of western civilization part three was made about 10 years later in the mid to late 90s pardon me Uh uh-huh where she goes to the gutter punks in la oh and i think it's i think it's the best movie it's not as much fun because literally most of these kids are homeless yeah. They're literally living on the street. And um, and there are people who don't live to the end of the documentary. Yeah. So it but it's um, uh, she says Penelope Sphere says that working on that movie was what convinced her to become a foster mother because oh. you can hear her behind the camera like. What what are you going what are your plans? Where do you think you're going to be in a year? And they're they're like they just like blue screen <laughs> they have no idea um they're just panhandling to get enough money to get a beer you know that sort of thing yeah um but 
still fascinating because it's all wrapped around the the, me- the, the 90s music. punk scene yeah which is also fascinating yeah and it's interesting comparing that punk scene to the punk scene in the first movie because the first one is teenage angst just kind of gone haywire but the but the second one is these people really are suffering at the edges of society (laughs) so yeah fascinating movies and like i said free on crackle you can just mainline all of them I, I don't know that I could, Melissa. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I would need a little bit of a snack break somewhere in there just to <laughs> process a little bit. But uh, they sound fascinating. Yeah, especially the second one, I think, for you, Wendy, just because I think you'd <laughs> yeah, hair metal really chuckle at the theatrics of that one. <laughs> oh, wow. There's so much surface glamour and not much underneath in that one. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but Wendy... Yes. So the last thing I'm going to... Dear listeners, I watched a lot of stuff that I really liked in these last couple weeks. So the last one I'm going to bring to you, Wendy, I think this is the one where I think you would really, really be into this. Okay. Um, Are you familiar with a documentary music film named Homecoming? No. It is a film by Beyonce. Oh, yes. I'm familiar with that. Yes, it is. It is the it's kind of a concert film, but it's also about the run the the process creating this concert film. Uh, Beyonce played at Coachella in 2018. And so Homecoming is the film about this Coachella performance. Yeah. And oh, Wendy. (laughs) Oh, Wendy, the the dancing, the the concept, the concepts behind the performance, the th- this is Beyonce performing with the backing of a marching band. Oh, a my. marching band like of the size that has six tubas marching band, full drum line and Beyonce. Oh, OK. I mean, yeah, like. Like no matter what you feel what you feel about Beyonce, whether you're a fan or not, I started out not much of a fan just because I think she's a fabulous performer, just not in my my taste zone. Yeah. But then I watched this movie and I'm like, oh shit, this is amazing. Yeah, she's a brilliant artist. For yes. sure. Yes. I just it every time one of her film film things has hit it's either been hard for me to access because it's on a streaming service I don't have or whatever or um and then by the time it's available I've kind of forgotten about it I didn't realize this I just looked it up it's on Netflix it's on Netflix holy shit I'm totally gonna watch that because you should her choreography and her performances is always absolutely off the chain Oh yeah, the, the the choreography is incredible, and then there's moments of like, oh, there's guest stars that come in during the Ooh. performance, and it's so fun watching the audience who are already losing their shit lose their shit even more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bonkers the amount of energy is that is in this thing. Okay, and, and also Wendy, the costumes, she yeah. she performed two nights. 
there's different cons or costumes for each no. night. No. So when you cross cut in between different cuts of the same song, they're flipping between different costumes. Wow. It's great. Wendy, you'd love it so much. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. okay. Write that down. Okay. This, this I, is I, definitely yeah. this is the one for you, Wendy. This is I bring this specifically to you because Ooh. this will bring you so much joy. Okay. It's so delightful. Oh, well then I am I'm looking forward to discovering this Yay! very soon. Yes. Yes. Ah. There. So now I've cleared out my queue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've relieved the pressure there. You were you were It was it was getting like, tense there for a while. Mm -hmm. A lot going mm -hmm. on, needed to let it out. I totally get it. it. It's true. It's true. So Wendy, what other things is there something other than movies that has given you joy recently um i mean there's a lot but it's not something that our listeners can participate in like <laughs> um like i i transitioned out of the job that had started to get very frustrating i started at the new one today like i so i wish for all our listeners that you find the judge better like the job that suits you i got a $5,000 check from a class action lawsuit against the student Ooh. loan consolidation companies. So that showed up on my door and like, like I would wish for all of us to not be screwed over by the student loan companies. Um, right. But what has brought me joy is uh, second season of Schmigadoon Chicago has uh -huh. wrapped up. The season was super short. It was only like six episodes. I was a little yep. surprised. But what they packed in, um, I will say they wrapped up the season as well as they could considering the source material. This is mm -hmm. the problem with the musicals of the 70s, early 80s is mm -hmm. none of them have a happy ending. <laughs> not, not a one of them. I mean, right? and Annie does, I guess. Um, but like, not, not Godspell, not Sweeney Todd, not Cabaret, not really Chicago. They're all so dark and bleak. And I'm like, so I was sitting there like, how are you gonna wrap this up? And they did a decent job, but I mean, it's so, but it's not going to be able to have the punch that season right. one did because that was more, you know, Rogers and Hammerstein. Um, but Melissa, Melissa, <laughs> I've seen it. The Jesus Christ superstar reference uh -huh. of uh -huh. Aaron Tveit singing sour macaroon is yep. just chef's kiss. Absolute. <laughs> like if you know the reference, the specific, even lyric in Jesus Christ Superstar, it's something like a, a jaded Mandarin. That's it. You're jaded Mandarin. You're jaded Mandarin. And, and I was just like, I know exactly what this referencing. This is so hilarious to me. But also, like, whoever their composers are, are so good at mm -hmm. writing the exact same song, but different. Because mm -hmm. there's... Um, there's her solo standing on stage and I'm like, oh, this is maybe this time from Cabaret, except yep. it's not, except 
It absolutely is. I'm mm-hmm. just so impressed, so, so impressed with how they they pay homage and they pull it all in and ma- still manage to write new music that is actually absolutely the same and then closing it all out with the reprise of he's kaput which is <laughs> <He's kaput. laughs> and then to find out that the cop of course wanted to be on stage but what it, his act was i'm not going to tell you <laughs> listeners it is a visual gag that's like of course that is a reference we have not gotten yet of course yeah. although they did throw in a phantom of the opera reference and I'm like, yep. well, where's Les Mis then? Oh, Next I'm so season, sorry. I'm sure. Um, That's I don't okay. Know if, I don't know if you can hear BB, but she is saying hello, listeners. So oh, anyway, I can. Chicago is what I am saying. Chicago. Every number is a delight, especially if you know your musicals, but even if you don't. And finally, Keegan Michael Key gets to sing. He has a like. He has such a nice voice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I think he did get to sing in season one, but like, I feel like he got to participate more in the musical numbers and because his character isn't as resistant this time around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just made me so happy. So what about you, Melissa? What brought you joy this week? So as I was driving home today in the glorious weather, finally, Minnesota has some nice weather. Um... I'm driving home today after work and I'm behind a white Tesla and you know how white Teslas look like, you know, they have like the black trim and the kinds of smoked windows, but they're very rounded. They, they look like, you know, like a, uh, early two thousands Mac product. Mm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Then I noticed it had a custom license plate that said Baymax no that's perfect (gasps) and it went oh my god it is baymax so dear listeners baymax from big hero six the big rounded robot it's like oh my god that is what teslas look like (laughs) isn't that amazing (laughs) that's so perfect (laughs) yeah so that's that's my little nugget of joy right there right there that's perfect that's perfect (laughs) (sighs) Well, I guess it is about time to wrap this up since we have brought all this joy. That's a lot of joy to pack into one podcast. So, dear listeners, thank you for joining us this week on Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I have been Melissa and I have been joined, as always, by me. I'm Wendy. And together we we hope that we have brought you joy and uh, we will bring you more joy next week. Bye! Bye! Bye-bye! Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com. Follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome.
I just waved at the microphone for some reason. <laughs> Great radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>